Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 745. How much, how long do I go before I have to tell my wife? What is it? Find out at 745 during Fix My Life. Danny Cunningham. Good tease. In for tone. I'm a master. Yes, you are. Yes. The dangerous one, Daryl Ryder, at 8 o'clock. The 49ers willing to deal with the Cleveland Browns. And at 9 o'clock, Brandon Tierney, WFAN in New York, or as the jingle goes, WFAN. He'll join us because uh, he says Jalen Brunson's underrated. Uh, I, I did have some people yesterday because I, I said that I do believe that the Cleveland Cavaliers are a bit disrespected by the national media. But I also think of the 16 teams that would be in the playoffs now, I think about 11 of them feel that they're disrespected, the, fa- the fan bases of them. And the New York Knicks are one of them because a couple of people had said, well, that's a small town thought. I go, nope. The Knicks are a team that's in the biggest city in the world. Yep. And that means they have a very large fan base and they feel that Jalen Brunson is not respected. He should be getting MVP consideration and he's not. They're upset about that. And so if they feel disrespected, don't just leave this as a Midwestern small market Cleveland thing. No, no. Uh, This transcends and, and goes beyond. But I think we pick and we choose and, and frankly, and, and this is the byproduct of, ha- byproduct of having an 82-game schedule and where the cream really rises to the top by the time All-Star break comes around. Yeah. Like, there are teams that every now and then a team's able to make a run and usually finish off the season ni- nice, but we kind of really know. Like, unless a lot of people get hurt from the Cleveland Cavaliers, you're a playoff team. Uh, unless basically everybody in the East quits basketball the Pistons are not going to win uh, enough Even games then. to get to the postseason. Like, it's 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 going to be difficult. So you kind of know what it is. And so we focus a lot on rumor. We focus a lot on on other things. Uh, what interests us? Like yesterday, you're just looking at the national perspective. AD. Well, we found we found our our personality. We found who we are. I go, it took you this long to who you are? You're LeBron's team. Yeah. Okay? And you always know, have been. I know you won six of your last seven going into last night, but you're LeBron's team. So that's who you are. So that's your personality. That's what you're known as, your identity. For the Cavs, I think that they are still, I think in a lot of ways they're looking for ways to solidify their identity. I think that their goal, and Danny, you can tell me better. It feels to me, it feels to me, Danny Cunningham, that their goal is to prove that they are a tougher team than last year. Yeah, and I I do think that they have proved that. That is something that you can prove to an extent in the regular season. But, you know, I also thought at times they showed toughness during the regular season last year, particularly Donovan Mitchell. If you go back and look at that fight with Dylan Brooks when uh, Dylan got him below the belt and Donovan even, threw the basketball at but him, I don't, like, that, that is a toughness thing. You see more of that from guys that are not the star player that I don't think existed last year. But, it's not to take shots at anyone yeah. on that roster, but I think that they didn't have the toughness around the edges that they do now. I, I'm not even talking about just fights, though. I mean, fights are one thing. Shoving people around is another thing. But right. I mean, not being pushed around at the yeah. block. Uh, I think Jared Allen is, if you watch Jared Allen throughout this season, I think he's case in point. I, I think that he might have 
not felt too good about the way his comments were taken at the end of the Knicks series last year. And I think he's done his damnedest. I, I've not seen a completely different player or anything. I, I, I think that Jared Allen has always been a guy to be respected for his athleticism, but I, I've seen a tougher basketball player and a guy who's really playing with a physical purpose. I Go ahead. He's had the best year of his career. There's yes. no doubt about that. I think he's been tougher. I think defensively he's had a much better year. There were times last year, Ken, where I just thought he looked like he was out of position at times. He didn't know kind of how to fit in with what Evan Mobley was doing. And maybe this is partially a product because Mobley missed six weeks. But I think Jared Allen has been fantastic on both ends. But you said something in the second sentence, in the second sentence, that I think affected a lot of people because you said not since the the series last year, it's hard to prove in the regular season. I think a lot of guys out there are thinking about this season and how the regular season to them, hey, great, you're in the second place in the East, but we've seen you do well in the East before. We've seen you do well last year. And you're not, you didn't get to where you needed to go, and there's nothing you can prove until the postseason. I want to know from fans 216 474 0092. Be honest, I'm not going to run you off the air. Has last season affected your thoughts of your excitement to this season and what the Cavaliers have done? Because last season, it, it was a buildup. You had the first year with Colin Sexton where they started to make a run there, and, and Darius Garland to a degree, and you had some pieces that were fitting in. Then you make the move for Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell proves immediately how great of a basketball player he is for a lot of people who really weren't watching the Utah Jazz before, but then it ends so horrifically against the Knicks. This year, I think there's been a different toughness there. I think they're trying to prove a lot, but I think to a lot of fans, simply they are not going to prove anything until they get to the postseason to him. So I want to know how much of last season has affected this regular season because I think there's a lot of folks saying I don't want to get fooled again. And you talk about the national disrespect that a lot of people feel as if is towards the Cavs, and I totally get that. I think that the the area it's biggest is the MVP conversation. Last year, Donovan finished sixth, which I, I think is about right. I would have maybe had him a little bit higher, would have had him first-team All-NBA. He's had a better year this year than he has last year. He's mm-hmm. just been a better basketball player in almost every facet of the game. He's averaging more points. All of his stats are up. His shooting percentages are a tick down, but that's because he's had to be higher usage with guys out. He's had the best year of his career, and he's not talked in the same conversation he was last year. And I think that's different if they win that series against the Knicks. If they get to the second round or if they get to the conference finals last year, I think we're looking at Donovan Mitchell. Nothing changes about what he's actually done on the floor this year. True. But if there was more postseason success, I think he is a true MVP candidate right now. But there's a lot of folks, and it's going to sound weird, You've heard the size of the boat, the motion of the ocean thing. You could talk about all the winning that you've done in this huge 36-17 and 17 record. And I try to. I'm not a negative person. But I think they go, yeah, and what happened at the end? Yeah. You know, what, what do you, what, when it's really go time, what are you giving to me? When it's really time to get down and go to the second round into the Eastern Conference, I have to almost skip a step to make last year be erased. I almost have to, I have to be an Eastern Conference team because now, you know, people are thinking they're battling against the clock because no matter how you try to avoid it, how much you try to avoid it, this weekend, it's going to be, if you watch any of the All-Star festivities, and I don't know how highly rated it's going to be, but if you decide to tune into any of the All-Star festivities, at some point, it's going to be brought up about Donovan Mitchell's future. So that's constantly a reminder to you. And I've said my piece on that a million times. I think he will sign an extension because that gives him the most power no matter what. I think he'll sign an extension with the Cavs. But he's made it clear it's based on winning. Well, they're winning a lot right now. Right. And I do think there's a lot of people that just, they, they see the record. They go, hey, that's great. That's great. They're happy, 
but I don't think they're satisfied. And I don't know how to get people satisfied in, in February. And I, I do think that you should be really happy about this. And I think it's unfair, Ken, that there are people that just say, oh, you know, this is nice, but you have to do it in April. And listen, you do have to do it in the playoffs. You have to have a successful playoff run. Getting out of the first round is a must. I, I would argue getting out of the second round is a must this year. Yeah. Like the conference finals should be the expectation for the expectation. Team. Yeah. I think that should be what you would. You're the two seed. You've got a four game lead in the loss column on the number three seed. You should be a top two seed with home court in the second but this round. This is where the regular, them. this is now, this right. is where I have to you're, see with the way the people see the regular season there, because correct. I'm going, that's not the bucks you're going to see in April. That's maybe not the 76ers you're going to see in April, but you should also still be happy and satisfied with what's happening right now. Yes, it's not fair to say. I'm happy. I don't know. The satisfaction conversation. I, I think this has been a very satisfying run for the Cavs. I do. The way that they have just blown the doors off teams. Even if you look at the game against Chicago, where I, I don't think that the Cavs' focus level of the last week has been all that high. They didn't look like a very focused team to me against Philadelphia on Monday and that loss. They didn't look focused again on Wednesday. They, they looked like a team ready for the All Star break, and that's fine. That happens, mm. but you have to be able to enjoy when the team wins 18 out of 20. That's enjoyable. That's satisfying. It shouldn't every time be, well, this doesn't matter because all they have to do is win in the playoffs. They do have to win in the playoffs, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be happy about what they're doing now. You should be thrilled with how great this team looks. And I think that there are things you can learn just about every night in the NBA and I think that we have learned through this stretch that this Cavs team is one that is much more built for postseason basketball than the one last year was. Two one six four seven four double ninety two. How has last season? Has it affected this season? And you said, I mean, Eastern Conference as the expectation is a high ass bar. Getting to that finals should be the Damn, expectation. Sam. But look, you can't tell me they're not deserving of that bar. I get that last postseason was a catastrophic when you failure say expect though if you don't meet that expectation then there seems to be ramifications consequences repercussions that have to happen if you don't reach that that level i mean i mean i like what we're seeing right now i don't want to lose my mind the expectation last year was maybe not get out of the first round but it certainly wasn't get smoked in five games no it certainly wasn't what were the ramifications from that nothing everybody they don't said necessarily we need there, it, there was lessons lose, learned and growing if they lose in six or seven games in the second round, it's different than getting smoked in the second round. It is. But I think yeah. that it's fair to expect this team wins two playoff series. If they don't, because say they lose to Milwaukee in a, a tight game seven, that doesn't mean it's all a failure. You fell a little bit short of expectations, but it doesn't mean it's some disaster. Let me get to John in Cleveland. John, you're first up on the fan. Hey, guys. How you doing today? Doing wonderful, John. Go ahead. So, uh, I kind of I kind of got a little bit of a hot take. I tell I watch the Cavs. I love them. But it is kind of, I can't. They, they are a playoff team this year. I just need to see them win a series. Last year, they got outplayed and outmatched against the Knicks. And I just, I mean, I guess if we play the Magic, I'm cool with that. And um, Pacers, I'd be fine with. And maybe an undermanned Philadelphia 76ers team. Uh, just don't really like our chances against Celtics or the Knicks this year. And I don't know. I'm, I'm happy and excited. I'm definitely not satisfied. They got to win a playoff. Series. I'm quick to emotion, John. And I want to rip you, but I'm like, isn't that a product of the NBA? Isn't that a product, a product, almost a, 
of what sports are. I mean, last year, you would look at the Browns. John, this season, it was a great season, but it ended horrifically. I, I wonder if there's going to be some people kind of humming and hawing on the regular season, this coming Brown season. You know, baseball's a long one. I think that you can really enjoy some of the stuff that goes on because I, I think the goal is such a moving target during baseball. I think it's different. But in basketball, especially basketball, but a little bit of football, the end-all, be-all goal, I think that overshadows a lot of what people do in the regular season, John. Thank you very much for the call. 216-474-0092. How has last season affected this season? And is that expect not a goal, is that expectation the Eastern Conference Finals? Ken Carmen, Danny Cunningham, in for tone on the fan. Daryl Ryder, 8 o'clock, 745. How far are you willing to go before you tell your wife? Let that just sit out there and languish for a minute. Back to the Cavs in just a moment. You can now hear full clips of our local shows at 92.3 The Fan and the free Odyssey app. So now you have the option of listening to a specific chapter labeled by our producers, whether it's labeled correctly. I don't know. We'll find out, Mitch. Uh, Also, listen to the entire show. Download the free Odyssey app now and take the time to listen to the most local sports talk in all the state of Ohio. I'm talking river to lake to Indiana, baby. That's what I'm talking. And Everything in between. State line of Pennsylvania, too. My brother-in-law used to live on the state line of Ohio and Pennsylvania. That's the best thing I can say. That's the most interesting thing I could tell you about my brother-in-law. All right, coming up at 8 o'clock, Daryl, just like I said, 216-474-0092. Has last season affected your enjoyment, fun, whatever it might be with the regular season this year? Like John in Cleveland called up, and I'm not my first right. Just relax and enjoy. It's like, well, mm, I, I think that's kind of a product of the NBA. It is. Because if you, if you if you watch the Cavs, the Cavaliers television broadcast is going to present a fun, positive broadcast. That's nice. For us, there's nothing I can be negative about with the Cleveland Cavaliers right now. I like these players. They have good personalities. I like Darius, Darius Garland. You know I love Darius Garland. I've almost started to really double down on my defense of Darius Garland. And Jared Allen is a hoot. And Isaac Okoro has come along, and Sam Merrill has been a pleasure, and even Craig Porter Jr., that great story from him personally, it's wonderful. But when you hear the national perspective of things about, well, this, that, and the other, it's not that great. Now, they're trying to move on from other things. They, they're, they're looking for rumors and innuendo and all the other things. But Brad Doherty spoke about it yesterday on Afternoon Drive with Nick Wilson because one of the questions I ask is that one, people can't really tell toughness regular season to regular season. And then when we think of toughness, we just think of guys slapping each other and swinging at each other. Right. What is Brad Doherty, a former Cavalier great, well, he's always a Cavalier great, and a legend, say about the toughness of the Cavs this season? Toughness is not about knocking a guy down or cheap shotting a guy. Toughness is about executing. And that's where the mental part, the mental toughness becomes more important than the physical toughness. You know, people sat and watched us play against New York last year. And, you know, they're like, well, Robinson knocked our guys around. He got all those offensive rebounds, blah, blah, blah. That all happened because we didn't execute. The lights were too bright and we were hesitant and we were in between. I do see that getting better and becoming more dense as far as being tough enough to succeed in the postseason. What'd you think of what he just said? I think that they have gotten tougher, and I think that it's been on the margins. I th- it's so hard to prove to the general fan. It, it is until the – you will see it in the playoffs, but I think that there's even – there's an edge about this team, and I think you see it with guys picking up technical fouls like George Nyang, like Max Struess. I think you saw it, and I know he's not been around for a few weeks now, 
and he won't be around for a few more weeks. But Tristan Thompson getting technical fouls, I believe he he essentially tried to get ejected from a game that the Cavs were up by 20 points. I think it was against Washington. That stuff didn't happen. And it's not to say that when the game ends, you can't go out and be nice guys. Because I think that locker room, as Darius Garland put it last year, there's a lot of nice young men in that locker room. There are. But that doesn't mean you can't be tough on the floor. And I think that we have seen this team, Ken, really be able to make that line between the on-court and off-court thing a real thing this year. Answer this as well before I go to these calls. Do these guys, I mean, you, you've you covered this team, you know, you write for Cleveland Magazine, the whole deal. Do these guys really like playing with each other? I think so. Okay. I, I really do. Then the pressure's on if they want to continue to keep playing with each other because if they get bounced in the first round, again, serious changes are coming. Absolutely. And, and if they get bounced in the first round, serious changes have to come. And I guess that's really the thing that bothers me with the Donovan Mitchell conversation. Is he going to be here forever? I don't know. Is he going to sign a contract extension in Cleveland? I don't know. But he doesn't operate in that locker room, certainly not when the media is around. He doesn't operate like a guy that isn't happy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't operate like a guy that can't wait to get out of town. That's not who Donovan Mitchell has ever looked like he's been. He's never once been that type of guy in that locker room that I've seen. And I'm in there quite a bit. Two one six four seven four double O ninety two. Jeffrey in Cleveland. Yellow. Yeah, hey guys. Okay. I'm I'm seeing out the Cavaliers. It's what I've always seen since Donovan got there, okay? The same thing last year, the year before that. Donovan goes out in the regular season, shoots his wide, and end, end up with no fuel in the tank for postseason, and the Cavs won it done. Well, I can't guarantee that there's going to be no fuel left in the tank by the end of the season. It's happened Jeff. once. Why do Donovan have to score 40 points against the worst team in the league to win? And then almost lost that game. You know, well, wait, wait, wait. You know what? Now, okay, your 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 fear is not unfounded, but there's a reason why you know they okay. have to do that. He is not going to sit there and deal with this. They they are a team that has to build confidence again during the regular season with toughness. Losing to the Detroit Pistons on a regular on a regular season game on a weeknight is not going to build confidence. He knows that. But you're also dealing with Evan Mobley, who is still finding his spots on the floor. Which, by the way, I'm about to give Jason Lloyd the win on that. But that's a different conversation for a different day. He's looked so he's, awesome. He's, he's finding his spots on the floor from three. Hey, I'm uh, I'm willing Sending to admit what I'm wrong. Right now. I'm a grown man. I'm willing to admit what I'm wrong. Yeah, Good God, the, I'm secure. Jeffrey, second of hold on, Jeffrey, 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 Jeffrey. The other part of it is, is that you got Evan trying to figure it out. And remember, Darius is still on a minutes restriction. So who who do you trust him to pass it to? When you really just gotta, hey, let's let's hit the gas and, and win this basketball game. Uh, it's got to be Bickerstaff. He's got to find a way. He can't pass He's it to Bickerstaff. Yeah, that's 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 I asked you a question, Jeff. It's a who turnover. You, who who is going to be Every the time. number two option when Evan Mobley was coming back from injury and Darius Garland is still on a minutes restriction? Allen. You just want to throw the ball to the block the whole day? Let him ISO. If, you know, Donovan. Donovan has a problem with. That's why he's a, he'll never be a LeBron because LeBron know how to. There's only one who's going to be LeBron. Jeff, 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 right. Donovan. Yeah, we gotta do this. We gotta do that. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You can't. No one's going to be LeBron, Jeffrey. Damn it. There's, there's one of those guys. Toss it to Austin Carr. Let's see what he can do. Someone compares That's him to LeBron again. Too. Oh. Someone compares him to LeBron again. I'm, I'm just going to do... And maybe we're I'm so gonna do, I'm going to do draft radio. You compare LeBron James to Donovan Mitchell again. We're going to do draft radio on who the Browns right. need to take with their second-round pick. And maybe that's been the I'm going to threaten you. Maybe we've been too spoiled because of the postseason success he brought. We're not just with the, the championship win, but that you could pencil in being in the finals every year. Some maybe you, that's our problem. Some of you guys want to sit there and bitch my ear off about, well, you guys don't talk. Okay, well, you call in with that again, that type of thing again. We're just going to sit here and talk about second-round picks. Donovan's awesome. He is. There's no debate there. But no one should be compared to LeBron James. No one. Two one six four seven four double zero ninety two. Now I'm not in a good mood. Craig in Brexville. Hey, Craig. Hey, how you guys doing? We're doing good. How are you? Go ahead. Good. You know, so you talk about Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is a better player without Darius Garland on the floor. And the reason is because Donovan Mitchell is going to get his twenty shots a game, whether Donovan's whether um, uh, Darius is there or not. And when he's got the ball in his hand, he takes 20 better shots than he does when, when Garland's getting his 10 to 12 or 14 shots a game. He moves the ball better. He penetrates better. And I think that the chemistry that those two have is really going to be a problem as they go forward. And it's not the defense. It's not anything else. I think it's, I think it's Donovan Mitchell is a better basketball player when he's not sharing the ball with Darius Garland. What do you think? I think there's a trust issue at some point. Uh, I do, but I also believe that they know that they're not going to get I think Donovan Mitchell's smart enough to know, and he's already a veteran enough to know that he's got to get Darius Garland involved or they're not going to do anything of what they want to do in the, in the postseason. He knows he has to get Darius involved. And when Darius is out because he broke his jaw, Craig, and he's on a minutes restriction, that makes it more difficult. That's the way I see it. Danny, if you got a different well, answer, and you go I ahead. See it, I see it as if Donovan is someone that can raise his level of play when he needs to. And I think Donovan's done a really good job of that this year. When the Cavs need him to go out and be great, he's able to do that. When Darius has it going on, and it's been tough this year because Darius has been in and out of the lineup. He didn't find a rhythm, found a rhythm, then fractured his jaw. I get it. But to say that... He's better. I think it's because he raises the level and he has to put more on his shoulders. But to say that it doesn't work when, in reality, the Cavs outscore teams by 10 points per 100 possessions 
when those two are on the floor together, it's tough for me to say that it doesn't work. Well, yeah, but don't you, I mean, when you look at the shots he gets, I mean, he just looks like a more fluid basketball player when he's got the ball in his hand than he does. I mean, he's going to get his 20, and it just seems like the 20, the 20 shots he gets seem to be a better quality shot when he's not sharing the ball with Garland. Listen, Craig, I, I can't deny it. I'm not, I'm not denying it right now, but I, I do think that he knows and they know that if, if he is the only option down the stretch, I mean, <laughs> I almost said something that the last caller said I was going to have to walk out of the room myself. Craig, and thank you very much for the call. If they don't do that, if they can't get other guys involved and make Darius the second option – then I think that they know their goose is going to be cooked either in the first round or the second round again, and that's going to be a problem. Like, they have to be able to share it together. They have to be able to do it together. Because right now, I don't know if Evan Mobley is ready to be the second option. Right. And But I do think... I don't, I don't think. It's not that I don't know. I don't think he's ready to be the sec- I second I think option. the Cavs have done a really good job, especially since Mobley and Garland returned from their injuries, of structuring their minutes as well as they can where Garland and Mitchell are playing 16 minutes per game together, and we're going to see that number start to go up a little bit as Garland gets off of a minute restriction. But those two aren't – it's not as if they're playing 35 minutes where they're both on the floor. That's not happening. Now, in the playoffs, it's probably closer to 25 minutes we're on on the floor together, and then they're going to get, you know, their 8 to 10 minutes, 8 minutes mostly, away from each other, and that's when they can shine individually. But I think that the Cavs have done a really good job of separating them while also allowing them to have moments together, like where you saw against Chicago, where they can both help close out the game that they did on Wednesday night. Has last season affected your feelings towards this season? It's been a sensational run. They've lost, what, three games in all the year of 2024. David and Macedonia, you're next up on The Fan. Oh, man, the Cavs are great. I'm, I'm not worried about the Cavs at all. And I agree with you, gentlemen, 100%. You know, if they, they're doing the minutes just fine, play with the rosters, find who that second guy is going to be before we get to the playoffs. And no matter who the Browns draft in the second round, they're not going to be LeBron, Ken. That's not how it works, David. No, you're trying to troll me, and that's not how it works. You have to say Donovan Mitchell's not going to be LeBron. I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. I'm not going to subject everybody else to it now. Love I'll you, see buddy. You in hell. Yeah, I love you too. Goodbye. No, 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 no. You ain't going to do that. You ain't going to do that. There's certain threats that I can make, that, and, and that was a threat I can make, but you can't just sit there and troll me on it. Coming in hot, 940. I'm going to do it. We are going to do it. I, that, that sounds That's like a threat That's the place itself. where you can sit and troll And I'm going to tell you right now. Well, no, no. I'm going to tell you guys right now. You guys decide to mess around during that one. I almost said the other word. You guys decide to mess around during coming in hot, and I got to dump you guys. I'm going to ask the most diabolical question you've ever heard in your entire life about Cleveland Browns football. You are going to hate yourself and hate the callers for making me have to dump them, and then we have to only be able to talk amongst ourselves and ruin coming in hot. I swear to God, I have that thing sitting in my back pocket. It's the worst possible question you would want to be asked about the Cleveland Browns as a Cleveland Browns fan. And damn it, I'm telling you right now, I'll ask it. And I'll make everybody in this room answer the damn thing. I can't wait. And to it's hear not that. going to be because of me. It's going to be because of you. It's going to hurt me more than it hurts you guys. I can guarantee you. I can't wait for it. I, I. It's hard for me to tell everybody how much tougher the Cavs are when it. it it's still like I got Lyman in there. Lyman knows what he's looking at. I got you in there. You know what you're looking at. I try to know what I'm looking at. Like I'm. I'm not going to lie to everybody. Like I've learned how to watch basketball. 
when I did play-by-play with Ashland, and it still can be, all right, what am I really seeing here? What am I really seeing that involved the toughness? That's why it's like with Brad Doherty, one of the worst things you can call a team is not tough. Because it, for the fans, yes, it's for the fans. It is a total, it is a total dissuasion from what they want to do with their team. It's a representation representation of them. They want to be tough. Fans always feel tough to be taught, called soft is one of the worst things you could say because it demoralizes a fan base. And you go from last year where they were laughing at you and it felt as bad as it could. Mitchell Robinson laughing at you in the post game after game five. I mean, it was as ugly as it could possibly be. If I go to that to this level. They can only prove it during the regular season, and we're still right here in the middle of February. And that doesn't mean cocking back and swinging at everybody. No. You know, there's no Kendrick Perkins in there, and we got our own situation with Kendrick Perkins in the media right now. 216-474-0092. Daryl Ryder going to join us at 8 o'clock. Would the 49ers be willing to deal with your Cleveland Browns? And coming up next, how much and how far can I go before I have to tell my wife, fix my life, next on The Fan? <laughs> Yesterday... I don't know what came over over me. I well, actually, I saw a guy go to Axel's basketball. He was wearing this excellent Cavaliers jacket, and I remembered it yesterday after, right after the podcast with Owen. And I decided I was like, I gotta go look at a jacket jackets, and I found this Cavs like blue satin jacket, blue and orange, blue and orange. Yeah, like the oh, it was nice. It was real. The old Cavs logo across the chest, and I go, I seize it and I wants it. And I sent it to Liz, and then I went, I don't know if I want to. And Liz goes, well, why? And I go, it's a little frivolous, don't you think? What was the price tag? $119. And so I brought this up to Owen, and Owen's like, why don't you just buy it? And you go, "Eh, $119 is a bit much. And then it gave me the idea, because he thought that was a little bit silly of me. called me words that that rhyme with words I still can't say on the air. And... uh, (laughs) <laughs> no. See which ones we can get out. How much yeah. you willing to? How much you willing to spend without telling your fiance? How much you willing to spend without telling your girlfriend? How much you willing to spend without telling your your uh, wife? Because me, I call. I remember one time I had to go the couple weeks ago. Eli got hurt on the playground, and I was like, I'm gonna get a monster trucks. And I went and got a monster trucks, and I just happened to go into the Target because I'm like, well, I'll just walk in there. I ain't gonna get nothing on the pickup thing. And it's been years since I've actually gone shopping. And I had, I was really? like, oh, we need some other knickknacks here and there. And I walked out, it was like 108 bucks, and my heart like dropped. I'm like, oh, I gotta call Liz and tell her I spent $108. And she like did not care whatsoever and thought it was did silly. Did she just laugh I was wasting. At, at your she didn't laugh. experience? She, she told me I was wasting her time calling her to tell her I spent $108 <laughs> at Target for things we needed. So what's your line of like, okay, I have to go, I have to call Liz. I clearly it's less clearly it's less than hundred dollars. I think fifty bucks for me is Really? Yeah, because well, first off, I don't. I have no concept of what I make. I have no concept of the bills. I've not done that in years. She takes care of everything. I don't know my codes. I don't know anything. I have no idea. You don't like. You nope. don't know your ATM pin. Nope. I don't call off. I don't. I like when we schedule days off. Liz schedules that. I don't schedule that. I have no idea how to do wow. that. Wow. At the other places that I uh, I have uh, employment and contracts with, she does all the invoices, everything. I have no idea. She handles everything. So she is your agent in addition to being your wife. Yes. And that was not like this is not a uh this is not a Ricky the Dragon steamboat deal. I, I wanted it like this and, and that's how we do it. And so I anything like over fifty bucks I get a little nervous about. And I don't know why. I don't know why, but that's the way it is. And everybody looked at me yesterday like I had turds falling out of my mouth. Yeah. So I, how much? 
probably a couple hundred. I, I would, I think 150 is probably about the line where I would tell Brittany that, hey, you know, this is not the cheapest thing in the world. That's okay. that's about where the line is for me. Certainly not. Hundred dollars. I would go a little over a hundred dollars. Um, well, where do you go further from a hundred dollars? What's a little over? Like a hundred and twenty-three dollars might be I, I just a I think a hundred and fifty dollars is about the line. One fifty. Typically, unless it's you know buying something for her. Obviously, I'm not going to tell her that. I think that's a little bit of a different conversation. If it's something for us or for me, I think about a hundred and fifty dollars is where I start to say, okay, I have to tell Brittany about this. Owen. Well, generally, anytime I get up in those figures, it's for for my wife anyway. But we have a different situation. We are separated monetarily. Well, for reasons that yeah. everybody would understand. Right. So I can do as I wish with mine. But generally, I have such a problem spending money on myself. There are times where I'm like, damn it, I want this. I'm going to the store. And I get to the store. I drive all. Sometimes it's 45 minutes away. And I get there. And I look at it, and I go, I don't want to spend the money on that. And then I just turn around and leave. Yep. What a waste of time. But usually it's on her or it's the kids, some sort of sports thing. There's been times where I don't say exactly how much we spend on a pair of cleats because she will find that. Because uh, I've always been under the, if my kids are performing at a high level, I will spend a little more on their stuff. Really? Yes. Yeah, so I think that's a good way to look at it. So I'm like, if you put in the effort, we'll get you the nicer thing, right? Well, she's like, you, how much are you spending on these cleats? This is the third pair of cleats this year. I'm like, yeah, they did a lot of stuff. They went through them or, yeah. or they're they in a growth out. spurt right now and it happens. That's true. So I just go, oh, I got these on discount. Don't worry about it. I find it makes me feel better if I just forward these things to Liz and she buys them because I'm like, okay, she feels that this is justified and needed. This calf's coat is excellent. Well, and she will. It's so excellent. I can't wait well, to show everybody this She'll put the squash coat. on it, too, if she thinks it's a frivolous thing. Well, if right? she thought it was stupid, yeah. she would do it. But I'm like, but I I sent it to her. I was like, no, don't buy it. Don't buy it. And she's like, why? And I go, it's frivolous. Because I'm like, I could buy a jacket anywhere. Right. But this is a satin calves jacket. But then nice. I started thinking about it. I go, yeah, but I mean, when's the weather perfect for a satin calves jacket? Because you're not going to wear the damn thing. I'm sure it's not going to be like a heavy thing so like it i'm not gonna wear it in cold weather first round of the playoffs and i tend to run hot you said first round of the playoffs okay but it's gotta be yeah. dry outside too that's not a yeah, that's not be, a yeah. wet weather coat i'm gonna be wearing that thing out in the sopping wet as long as it's not raining in the first round of the playoffs there we go did you discuss this mitch with this girl you went on a walk with yesterday this specifically no yeah. how not was your all. walk it was pretty good it was cold 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 to the point where I would have needed a jacket like that. I would have used that. a satin calves jacket. Well, guess would she what? have been impressed? If you're a good boy, maybe I'll let you borrow it. I don't know if you're my <laughs> size. You guys can wrap up together. What are you trying to say, Mitch? I'm not trying to say anything. I just said you're you might just not be my size. We're two different sizes. What does that mean? We are we have two different sizes. But if if it fits me, wouldn't it cover you? It would cover me, probably. Okay, let's make sure of that. Yeah. Because I know what you were implying. <laughs> So about 150 bucks, you said? Yeah. So I, I think that's a fair well, line. So naturally, I'm okay, huh? Yeah. Because I said 100 I think you should have just bought that jacket and been fine with it. No. 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 But I also didn't I know have, your situation. I, I'm where, racked with guilt over a lot of things. Liz handles all that. Oh, yeah. She handles everything. I was not aware of that I have situation. no idea what's in any account whatsoever. None. It is a blissful ignorance. I will tell you that. Yeah. I don't know how you live life like that. Oh, man. It's perfect. It's so awesome. 
<laughs> I love it. I, it's so great. I mean, I'm I'm terrible at math, and I just get so okay, like so- I, I'm never comfortable. I'm always nervous, and it's just oh god, I love 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 living that way. So let me ask you this. Yeah, I saw you out of state in Indiana this fall yeah. in Indiana. Yeah, where you were with friends, Liz was not there. Mm-hmm. When you go on a trip like that, where she and the kids are not with you, do you have like an allowance that no. you're allowed to spend? No. I spent like a bastard. You just take cash and say, here's... My buddy does. He did. But you don't? Like, do you have to call her with any purchases you make? Well, she knows. Like, when I say I spend like a bastard, I bought like two dinners for me and my buddy. Uh, I I bought a tank of gas. bill on dinner. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, 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 you know, the night, the drinks and everything, I I bought two of them. Uh, Because my buddy is not cheap. He's a lot of things. He's not cheap. My buddy, Brett. Um, So he, that's fine. Uh, but when I say I spent like a bastard, I just spent more than I usually would on things I wouldn't spend them on. Like, I, I honestly, what I spend my money on is gas uh, and beer. I buy bottom shelf liquor because I like bottom shelf liquor, and I don't think I deserve anything above that. That's and and that's part of it. Because I, Well, because I sit there and I do. I say, I, oh, I like to drink, and I like to drink my drinks. Not if it affects my business, but I like to drink my drinks. I'm not going to drink some whistle pig or whatever the hell it is for $100 and knock that bottle down. No. I'm a bottom shelf guy. I'm going to have some black velvet. That's the way it's going to go. If I'm going to if I'm going to treat myself, if it's if it's whatever day it is, a holiday, a birthday, whatever, I'm going to buy some Jack Daniels. I I've, I've, I've shared this story. I'm a very simple man to please. I wouldn't buy my own clothes. My wife buys my clothes. I have no idea on any of it. So, less than $100. I've learned so much today. Yeah. You have. I'm in control of nothing in my home, and I like it that way. I'm the enforcer to my children, and that's it. As long as you're happy. Like double A. Arn Anderson. I got to tell you, I am thrilled. Good. Yeah. Not the other double A. No. He enforced nothing. Well, he, you got to be honest. I mean, he just got engaged. The other double A is not wearing any pants in that house whatsoever. Not a chance. But the other double A, that guy would enforce. Coming up next, Daryl Ryder. Would the 49ers be willing to deal? With your Cleveland Browns, maybe Brandon Ayuk, somebody, Ken Carmen, Danny Cunningham, in for Tone, coming in hot, 940 on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.